are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is... Oh, yeah, Rex. I wanted that to be extra festive. I don't know. Probably festive? Wasn't. I don't know. I, I was trying to be festive about my heavy metal hangover. Welcome to the heavy metal hangover. <laughs> I don't know. But I was I was trying. So so let, you let, be let, like, let me welcome to the heavy metal hangover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we're all wearing different colored hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so I wanted to start off by saying uh, we didn't do an episode last week, but that's only partially true. Uh, we did half an episode last week. It was horrible, and I'm did glad we didn't finish it. Did some fat guy keep photobombing us or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so we actually we actually did do kind of half an episode last week, and I was having my internet kept going in and out, and um, it, it by the time my internet turned back on, at that point it was like, dude, it was late. We didn't want to finish the episode, uh, and then we were gonna just pick it up the next day, and we we're like, ah, to hell with it. It's a it's a holiday. So yeah, we have half an episode that just got deleted. Uh, I could summarize it. Uh, I could summarize. I could summarize it by just saying this: uh, we made fun of any a lot. Pretty much, like the entire first twenty minutes of the episode was us making fun of any about <laughs> one particular thing, and we don't really need to talk about that. But we <laughs> oh, did. Oh, oh, excuse me. I almost yeah, choked. yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, something. Something almost went way, really far down my throat there for a minute. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's. I'm gonna drink a beer and shut up. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, we 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 really just don't need to. Um, we we don't need to talk about Vinny and a kielbasa. Uh, you know, we we just don't need to go there. So we did kind of ha- we we kind of had an episode, uh, but we don't. So the fun thing is we can. Kind of, sort of, pick up where we were last week. Um, and I, you know what? I'm actually glad, because one of the things we talked about last week, I have more to say about it this week. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we don't... I mean, we said when we brought the show back that we weren't going to guarantee episodes every week. Um, we still generally do them, but we, we weren't going to say, oh, well, we better record on Monday now just to make up for it. Look, we lost. We we weren't able to finish the episode. It was a holiday week for us here in the United States, and uh, so we didn't get one. So that, that's what happened. You know, nothing nothing major. Uh, Rex was probably drinking out of Das Boot. <laughs> I've had two already today. He, Actually, had, only a little bit ago, I was out grilling, and he was loading his boot. I was out grilling. I decided to load my boot. I loaded it twice. I uh, loaded that boot twice. I've had two Das Boots, and I'm continuing on. I'm soldiering on, as it were. He he's, he loaded his boot like the Iron Sheik, who is a um, I don't know if we talked about the major loss that is the Iron Sheik when he passed away, but that one's man, that guy he was. I I hate social media, but if I were ever get a Twitter account, it would have just been for Iron Sheik. Like it would be only reason to have a Twitter is to follow him, because he was awesome. <coughs> um. But that, you know that, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, Fourth uh, of July here in the United States is a big holiday. I uh, it was hot dogs and beer because that's that's how I celebrate. I 
Smith's hot dogs, of course. And you know, we're not we're not uh, sponsored by them, but they are amazing, and that's the only thing I will make on the Fourth of July. I, I had Smith's hot dogs and Greek sauce. If you're Mary, Pennsylvania, you know what that is. If you're not, you don't, and it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, and, but it was a good time. I, I you know drank some beer, Miller Lite, because it's the perfect beer for uh, for grilling. We we both, and again, we're not sponsored by them. I but we were we were both talking about this the other day, like. Or actually, I don't know if it was today or yesterday or whenever. Rex and I were talking. And like, there's just some things that go along with barbecuing, and whether whether it's a Miller Lite or whatever, but like a light Pilsner beer and barbecuing, it, it's, it's something about it. You know, you want to you want to go outside and listen to some tunes. I know we talked about classic rock uh, recently. I don't know two episodes ago or a, whatever it was. I don't keep track of this crap. That's that's what we have listeners for. We have listeners to tell us what the hell we talked about because the hell with that. I don't remember. Otherwise, yeah, man, it's been a been a kind of an interesting, uh, kind of boring week. I've been. <laughs> I um, I had a story for you actually, bringing it back to the whole Iron Sheik thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you know that show Young Rock? It's on NBC. No idea, but okay. Well, you you'd actually you'd actually probably like it. I have no way to watch television if it's not on. Like I don't have cable, and I can't get ABC. I can't get any of the broadcast channels at my house, so I, uh, I literally don't watch TV. So basically, it's the it's a it's a comedy like sitcom about the Rock's life growing up. So a lot of it has like the old '80s wrestlers in it, and the actors like are playing old '80s wrestlers like Iron Sheik and his dad, and you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So right. it takes place during when he was a little kid, a teenager, and then like you know in his like early adulthood or whatever, right? So. There's actors playing like Andre the Giant, and, and they're they're like major major characters in the show. That's why I said I thought you'd like it because it's a lot of those old would. like 70s and 80s wrestlers. Um, <clears throat> but I recently went to New Jersey uh, Comic Fest, and the guy who plays the Iron Sheik in the show was there, and I dressed up like Casey Jones because Casey Jones rules. And I was walking past his table, and he looks up and he goes, "Hey." What? And I go, he goes, a Jose Canseco bat? And I looked at him and I go, please tell me you didn't pay money for this. And he started laughing. It was just one of those cool things. Like That's awesome. You know, you don't expect like somebody like, you know, one of those guys like sitting there signing autographs to make a joke like that. And it was really funny. So, uh, yeah, I just, it was one of the, you said Iron Sheik and it, I don't think I told you that story, but it was pretty funny. No, so. yeah, I, you, you, you didn't tell me the story. You just messaged it to me. Um, I, I didn't know why out of the blue you messaged that to me, but oh, well, it was funny. No, you know, it's funny that you said that though, because I, what I didn't follow up with was you said that to me while I was playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge for PS5, which is, it's like the best video game I've played in a long time. Like it really is. I downloaded it from Xbox one, but I haven't played it yet. It's, it's awesome. It's. It's the old uh, Turtles arcade game, or you know, it was Turtles Two for for Nintendo. It's just like that, except you know, it's a new game. It's a brand new game. You can play as April O'Neil. You can play as Splinter. Um, I understand Casey Jones is unlockable. That I haven't finished the game to know how to well, do that's, that. That's basically all I'm gonna do. Like when Streets of Rage, and I know this is not a. Uh Video game kind of podcast, game, no. but when Streets sure. of Rage, they, they the last Streets of Rage game came out, you could play that. You had to do something to unlock Max Thunder. I literally played the entire game as much as I had to to unlock Max Thunder from Streets of Rage Two, and then I played the game for like another half an hour, and I haven't touched it since because <laughs> I just had to know that I could play as Max Thunder. Well, I mean, <laughs> of course, I um, yeah, dude. The new Turtles game though, it, it's it's so much fun. It's so much fun. 
I mean, it's but it's one of those games where it's exactly what you want it to be, and and sometimes, well, it, and actually, I could tie this into music too. We talk about that from time to time, right? Like that new Turtles game. What's great about it is it's exactly what you want because it didn't change the formula. It's nostalgic, and it's exactly what you want. And how many bands have we talked about that? <clears throat> where they just put out something, and it's just it's just comforting. It's it's it's, it's awesome. I mean, we we talk about bands and how sometimes they change, and sometimes they don't, and sometimes we say we want them to, and sometimes we say we don't. But we 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 talk frequently about um. How great it is when a band just kind of gives you, they just give you exactly what it is you want. And not even because they're, I don't know sometimes if they're trying to or if it's just, that's just what it is. You know, I mean, uh, Cannibal Corpse has a new record come out. We, you know, we've, we've talked about them. I know you read somewhere where they said they were a peanut butter and jelly band where, you know, a peanut butter and jelly might not be the greatest sandwich in the entire world, but damn it, when you want one, you want one and it doesn't, it, and it always tastes good. I, They've got a new record coming out, and that's that, that's how they are. You know, it. You the, the new corpse record. It's going to be exactly what you want out of a corpse record. And sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes that's nice. And and I so I I love the video game. It's super fun to play. It's it's one of it's a beat 'em up. I mean, it's a Streets of Rage. It's a um, a Turtles game. It, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm 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 so glad. It's on the it's on the PlayStation Network thing or whatever it is i don't remember what it's called the platinum something where i get a whole bunch of free games and uh that's one of them and it, i'm super glad i played it um <clears throat> speaking of by the way when you're listening to this episode you uh it's gonna be past it but uh, while we're recording i i do need to mention that it's july it is july 7th so it is king diamond day still while i am recording and i thought i should point that out because i celebrate king diamond day every year and I listen to King Diamond on July 7th every year. If you don't know why, it's because the album Abigail. Um, still think it's one of the greatest albums in metal uh, ever. I'm, I'm clearly not trying to put that on a list or rank it. But Abigail is just one of those all-time amazing records that... I mean, it was a life-changing record for me. Um, it, it, I still... Well, those... Man, those first probably four King Diamond records. I, I, I like King Diamond from a career. I, I mean... I could gladly say I celebrate the entire career of King Diamond. But those first four records are just, they're just, they're so good. Um, I mean, five, I mean, the eye is great too. And, um, but at least up through conspiracy though, man, those records are untouchable. So, so anyway, uh, my, 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 my little subtle nod to not so subtle, I guess, uh, to King Diamond on July 7th, King Diamond day, uh, if you did not realize that's what happened, you should listen to some King Diamond because I, I think so. Um, well, you know, so we, we, we're talking about turtles in the in the the, the um, feel good, you know, bands and things like that. That might kickstart us into what we were going to talk about today. Today we do this every year. This is our so far so good. So what we've been doing it since uh, the first year. The first year we did the show on the very first season. This is back in 2018 when we started the show. We did it back in July then, and we've been doing it ever since. I know those old episodes aren't available, but we do this every year. And all we do is on So Far, So Good, So What, we look at records that have come out over the year, 
talk about ones we like, talk about ones we don't like. At the end of the year, we always do our top 10 favorite records, but there's rules there. It can't be a collection. It can't be live. It can't be an EP. That's just to be a, a you know, full-length studio album. Well, right now, we can pretty much look at anything that came out. Hell, if we want to talk about something that was re-released, we can do that. If something is reprinted or comes back out or whatever, pretty much anything that has been released into the market this year, live, EP, whatever it is, we can talk about it now. Um, just because it's, I don't know, it's fun to look back at at, at what has happened this year, which um, is not much. Um I don't I don't like being a, a crotchety old man any more than I am, but I always go into these episodes being like, oh man, this year sucks. And then I look at the list and go, oh no, this year didn't suck. There's a lot of good stuff that came out this year. And I'm gonna stick by my original answer. This year sucks. This year has been really slow. I mean, I, there are there are a couple of records that are really good. Yeah, I mean there there have there been a couple many. of records that came out, but like the re- like it's I don't know, like I look at the list and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Like there haven't been as many like landmarks or at least I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to seem like I'm crapping on any of the stuff that came out and saying like, Oh, it's not good or whatever. But I don't know for some, this, this year, for some reason, just, it seems light and maybe it's only because this is the first year where we're kind of back to normal. You know what I mean? Like this is the first year here in the United States. I don't know wherever you wherever you are, it may have been different. But this is the first year where it's it's felt normal all the way through. Meaning there was no period where it's like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to go out now or oh, you know, it's it's, you know, there's still like, you know, this is the first year where it's felt like pre-2019 or pre-2020 the world. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is where you just kind of like expected more. Like, I remember talking to you about this and I'm like, oh, man, with with all the bands being stuck off the road and we're just going to get hit with this like fire hose of incredible albums. I think we did, but I think now it's just. Yeah, maybe maybe we're spoiled. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're kind of spoiled where it's like all these bands released all these albums and it's just kind of like, oh. Okay, you know, and it, you know, you're right though. I'm, I'm kind of looking at this list, and I'm feeling guilty for saying that because the albums that came out were awesome. And I guess maybe it's maybe I haven't been paying as much of attention as I, I normally am because, um, you know, I, there have been a lot. I will say this: there have been a lot of vinyl re-releases that I've been really interested in. Tomorrow, two Demolition Hammer uh, albums are coming. Um, Epidemic of Violence. Oh my God! I've been waiting for that to get repressed on vinyl forever. Um. That's coming in the mail tomorrow, so I'm super excited for that. Um, and, and maybe it's just like I've been listening to a lot more older stuff. And I I will say this. I don't know what it is or why, but I have found myself kind of going backwards. Meaning, when we first started the show, I, I, I charged forward. Meaning, like I'm like, I'm always going to like look at the new releases. I'm always going to listen to like all the new metal. I'm always going to like try and find new stuff and things like that. But I don't know. At some point, it's not that I'm listening. And the funny thing is, it's not that I'm just listening to the stuff I always listen to. So I wouldn't say I'm necessarily in a rut. It's I'm going backwards and enjoying a lot more stuff that I never discovered from like the 70s, 80s, a little bit in the 90s. And that's kind of been what maybe it's just, you know, I'm in a mood. 
But that's kind of been what I've been doing the past like seven months is, yes, I've been listening to new stuff. Yes, I've been enjoying new stuff. But comparatively, I have got a ton more stuff that's old. And when I say old, I'm talking 20, 30 years old. I've got a ton more of that than I do new stuff in my like, you know, in terms of my purchase this year record collection, you know? Yeah, I, I, I got uh, a couple of records that came out this year. I purchased one. Oh, I'm looking. Two, three, four, five. I, I purchased maybe five records that came out this year. All but one on my list are I have purchased on vinyl, and the only one I haven't bought on my list is because it's not out on vinyl yet. They have they're they're they've released the album, but it hasn't been pressed yet. They're waiting on the the. There, there's blends. a couple of these I don't know why I didn't buy on vinyl. There's one or two I don't know why I didn't buy, but. I got the two that I really like the most. Um, that and then there's one that I really like. That there's two that I really like that I didn't buy, and I don't know why. Um, but I didn't. I, 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 there's got to be. I don't know. Honestly, I just I I haven't thought about it. But you know, I've been I I, I I've been listening to audiobooks like crazy lately. That's been what I've been doing all year, and it's partly because I've been into audiobooks, but also because. There's been very few new records that have been coming out that have been shaking my nuts. And, you know, we actually don't normally say this. So if you're new to the show, we normally go into saying there are so many good records. Like, making a top 10 is usually really hard. Because I'll have 25 that I want to go on the list. At minimum 17 or 18, up to like 25 records. That could foreseeably be my top 10. And I got to really narrow it down. Where right now I'm going, there's three, maybe, that would be on a normal year's top 10. There's three of these that would have made the cutoff for the, for the top 10 over the last five years. I don't even know if they would. There's one that would make the cutoff most years. Like, there's one record that came out this year that if it was on the list in any of the last five years, it would have made the top 10. And then there's like maybe two that might have, depending on the year. That's not, that's not all that exciting. It's kind of bumming me out. And I don't, I mean, like, like I've been, you know, and I was warming back up and getting back into painting and, uh, but, but I've been even listening to vinyl of stuff that's older. Like, again, I've been listening to a lot of, I, I'm trying to think what's on, what what the last record on my turntable was. I, I don't remember. I'd have to walk over there and look. But I've been listening to more classic rock than... But it's not because I don't want to listen to metal. It's just because there's just so little new stuff that I'm really excited about. There are Mine a couple was, of records uh... that came out this year that I really like. And one of them I'm really looking forward to talking to because I'm looking for your opinion on it if you have one. But we'll get there. Mine, uh, I listened to Fear Factory's Mechanize here. Uh, today was the last record I listened to because it just came in the mail a couple days ago. I ordered it on vinyl. It's a good Good record. album. That's the one Hoagland's on, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Gene, Gene the <coughs> Atomic a, Clock is on there. It's a good album. It's one of their, like, three good albums. 
And I hate saying that, but it's one of their three good albums. No, no, that's not true. It's one of their three really good albums. They have a couple that were okay. I mean, Digimortal's not terrible. Digimortal was just weak compared to the three before it. Otherwise, know, Soul of a New Machine, I was always like meh about. Well, Demanufacture and Obsolete were the were the big ones for me. Mechanized was the first one in a long time where I was like, whoa, oh. it blew me away. <coughs> Mechanized was the first record since Obsolete that deserved that was deserving of the band who put out Obsolete or Demanufacture. And I like Souls right. of a New Machine. It was raw and it was it, it wasn't exactly you know, it was that record where bands, lots of bands do this, where they're figuring it out, and I get it, but in fairness, it was a really good album. It, it was a good album, it just wasn't, you know, they were, they, were trying to, they were trying to figure it out, which they did on Demanufacture. That, that was, though, like, when Digimortal came out, it's like, yeah, that was just weak. Soul of a New Machine wasn't weak, it just, it was... Like I said, it was just they. It was it was a band trying to find themselves. So no, it wasn't as good as the two after it, but it was also understandably a band doing something so unique, like they were that first record. They were young and still trying to figure it out. It gets, I don't know. It, it, it gets it gets a it gets a better review from me because of it. Um, there are some songs on it I really like though. Actually, I think that's a different. At least the first. At least Soul of a New Machine has songs on it I like. I mean, has songs on it I can actually, you know, think of. You know, like Martyr and Scapegoat, and uh, I like those songs. But anyway, uh, yeah, dude, I don't... Uh. Now, I've had some records come in that were that were re-releases that were pretty cool. Uh, my, my copy of The Haunted Made Me Do It, I think, is going to be here Monday. Something like that of next week, which I, that's a huge record for you. Mm -hmm. I know that's a huge <clears throat> record for you. I love the record. It was never, it, it wasn't as important to me as it was you, but it's a record I really like. Their first record's okay. Their third record's okay. Made Me Do It is the only one that excites me from The Haunted. That's just. I guess I'm not a huge fan of The Haunted, but I do really like that record. I, I also think anybody who's never heard Made Me Do It, if you're into, you know, I guess it's thrash metal, it's a great record. It, it really is. Um, I got sick of every time they're just like, oh, it's just it's just a band trying to be Slayer. I don't know, man. I, I never got Slayer from that record at all. I just think it's a good record. No, I never heard. I mean, I've never. I mean, any any band that plays fast, you're going to say, oh, Slayer, you influenced <laughs> That band, yeah, but never I was I was sick once. of hearing reading it like they were calling it a straight up like Slayer knockoff, and I'm going, no, I, I what don't about this album that. is a Slayer knockoff? I don't Nothing. hear it at all. Nothing. I, what the hell do I know? But I, I mean, I, I really, I think I've got more. It, I, look, I haven't been buying a lot of vinyl lately. Um, I just do that. I mean. I, I my 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 interest in buying a lot of things it 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 comes and goes. Um, 
I, I my, my interest in vinyl has never really gone away. Just whether I'm actively looking for it or shopping for it, eh. You know, there'll be times when I do and times when I don't. But, I, you know, I, 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 there'll be times when I'm, you know, like right now I'm going to listen to a lot more. I'm going to listen to a lot more vinyl because I'm I'm painting again. Um, when I say painting, I'm a I, I play Warhammer 40k. Um, I I play Warhammer Age of Sigmar, albeit it's been a few years. Um, but I, I I play them, but more than anything, I really enjoy painting the models. That was something I got into a few years ago that I'd never done before. Um, I never painted anything really before at all, and I I started painting and I got kind of addicted to it pretty quickly. And it's just something it's something I really really love doing. And when I when I paint models, I, you know, I'm downstairs where my where my good stereo is. Well, it's a, it, you know what I mean. It's not good. In the audiophile world, it isn't. But, you know, for a guy who's half deaf from listening to loud music his whole life, it sounds pretty good. And so I listen to a lot more vinyl down here. Uh, just, again, the weather's nicer. It's warmer in my basement. And I'm painting, so I'm playing a lot more vinyl. But I'm li I, I will say this, though. I'm listening to vinyl. I'm just not – I'm not actively shopping for it like I was. Uh, but I've been, I've, been I've been listening to some more of my collection. Listening to some stuff I haven't listened to in a long time. Um, like, like, you know, one of my... I mean, talk about... I mean, it's a rock album. It's certainly not metal. Well, depends on... This band is not metal depending on who you ask, I guess. Like, um, Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull. You know, I guess if you asked the Grammys, they would have called it metal. But... You know, like Thick as a Brick by Jethro Tull is one of my favorite rock albums. It's, it's so flipping good. And it's funny and it, it's such a good record. But like I dude, I don't listen to that album if I'm not listening if if I don't I don't listen to that record unless it's on vinyl. Like that is not a record where I'll just like put it on in the car. And I love that album, but it you know what I mean? It's just not what I I'm not saying I never have. I certainly have. But I used to have it on C D. <coughs> um but anymore now, like, I, I don't, I'm not driving around thinking I want to listen to Thick as a Brick, but if I'm in front of my stereo, like, it's one of those records that I, I, I dropped the needle on that record more than I dropped the needle on a lot of other stuff, which is kind of weird. Uh, if you don't know about that record, it's a fake, it's not fake, it is a concept album parody. Like... I believe it was Aqualung was called a concept record, and they really didn't think it was. So they put this, they put out Thick as a Brick, basically making fun of rock journalists calling it um, a, uh, a, a concept record. The whole album is one song. Writing credits go to someone who doesn't exist. I don't even know if you ever caught that. If you, if you look on the record, it, and I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. Hold on, let me look at this up. Um, I should know, but I don't never remember. Um, hold on, I'm looking it up. It is, oh, what's the dude's name? They give writing credits to, um, all lyrics are written by Gerald Bostock. And all music by, by Ian Anderson. Look, Gerald Bostock, it, it's, it's nobody. It doesn't exist. Like, he was just joking by making up a fake name as to who wrote the song. I mean, it, it's it, it, it's all tongue-in-cheek, but it was also, like, meant to be where his fans and his listeners would get the joke and the rock journalists wouldn't. 
So it, it, it it's so cool. I am I don't want to talk about you know um, Jethro Tull all day, but in in the world of records that are just seriously awesome, it, that that's certainly one of them. Um, but I, I listen to that on vinyl, so I'm I'm excited about listening to vinyl again. I'm ex- I'm excited about it, but God, I I really want. I want the second half of the year to have some really cool stuff coming out. Admittedly, I have not looked at a calendar of records coming out. So, holy damn, August and September, we might just get, you know, uh, we, we might get a, we might get hit by a heavy metal John Holmes, you know, just like 14 inches of metal shoved up our back end because there's so many good records coming out. I don't as long know. As it's not again a monster. <clears throat> well, you never know. It's not, yeah, well. Dude, I didn't say we were going to a Five Finger Death Punch concert. <laughs> Which, as you know, um, if you go to a Five Finger Death Punch concert, you get handed a monster can, of which you have to um, insert rectally. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That is funny. Dude, they're, 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 they're like the heavy metal board. They're, they're like a boy band. It's so funny. I... I don't even know if I know any of their songs. So I'm making fun of them when I don't know the first thing about them. But they probably deserve it. I mean, let's just be fair. <laughs> so some bands deserve it. And I, I just I have a feeling, you know, they do. Um But yeah, I don't know, man. I and again, I don't like being that guy that comes on here and goes, There's a bunch of crap. This year sucks. I will joke around and say my week sucks or my life sucks. But when, when we want to talk about a year being crap with records, I, I don't like doing that. Um, so last week when we recorded this first time, there was a record that you led off with that I know you want to talk about. Because in fairness, call me crazy, it might be one of the biggest releases of the year. Albeit it's not going to count for our best of at the end of the year. I don't think it qualifies. The one I highlight. Anyways. Isn't it an EP? I was going to ask why, but it's... What's that? Is it a full No, it's an EP. No, it's an EP. So it doesn't... doesn't, This record is an EP. And again, our rules for our top 10 every year is it can't be an EP. Um, I I mean, a record full of covers would be okay. Um, But anyway, so go ahead and talk about this one. Because I have no opinion on this whatsoever. Uh, um, it might be actually one of the biggest releases of the year. I mean, in theory, yes. Um, so, Phantom Mind by Ghost, uh, whom I'm actually going to see on the 25th um, of August here in New Jersey with Amon Marth, which seems like a really odd matchup. Um, yeah, but they're both but- they're both so like super trendy. I don't mean that in a negative. I don't don't take that as me calling them trendy in a bad way. I more mean like they're very popular. They're very no. different, but very, very popular among young metal fans. You know, new metal fans, not NU. You know, young metal fans. There's a, man. There's a few strange matchups this year, though. Ghost and Imani Martha's one. There's another one, and I'm trying to think of what it is, where I was like, huh, that's an odd matchup. I mean, Pr- I thought Primus and Slayer was an odd matchup when Primus joined them on their farewell tour. Um, yeah, you know, like, Primus is an tomorrow, odd matchup. 
Tomorrow, like for instance, tomorrow night I'm going to see the Misfits and Gaslight Anthem is opening for them in between. So it's going to go Fear, Gaslight Anthem, and the Misfits. On one hand, I know Gaslight Anthem is a New Jersey band, so I can understand that. But I was just kind of like, like they're I don't know who they are. They're they're like an alt. Like I, I are they the kind of band that their name sounds like they are? Yes. Okay. So, like, you know, for me, look, no offense to them if anybody here likes them, whatever. That's going to be my, I'm going to go check out the merch tables and take a leak. Like, you know, I'm going to wait for Howl. The only reason I'm going to wait for the song Howl is because it's the New Jersey Devil's Goal song. So I feel like I need to listen to that. But once that happens, it's totally like leak, leak and t-shirt time. Um... Anyways, you go back to Ghost. You know, it just seems like there's a lot of odd matchups going out on tour, and I think part of that has to do with the increasing costs of touring. A lot of these bands are probably like, you know, you bring your crowd, we bring our crowd, together we'll make a big crowd. You know what I mean? Where it's less like, Imani Mart's like, well, we're going to take out a whole bunch of death metal bands where they would have bought tickets to Imani Marth regardless. Well, it's you know like Anthrax I mean? like, and Public Enemy. Did you catch that one, G? Don't call me G. Um, you know, but I, maybe that that could be it where it was like they were like, you know, if we take a bunch of death metal bands on tour, people, you know, we're not going to sell any more or less tickets. You know, Ghost was probably like, same with us, you know, we're not going to sell well, any more or less tickets depending on who we bring, you know, if we bring out the normal fare. But if we bring a Monty, Marth and Ghost, there's going to be it was like when they toured with Iron Maiden. Yeah. There was legitimately, and, and when I saw them at the Prudential Center when Ghost and I had main toured together, there is legitimately more than a few people who, after Ghost finished, got up and left. Well, now, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't understand it. They're they're smart. They're not going to bring. Um, they're not going to bring. That's not true. They will bring crappy bands on tour, but that's if it's Steve Harris's son's band. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, look, come on, the Raven Age ain't opening for Maiden if it ain't Steve Harris's son. But I guarantee at this show, there's going to be a lot of people who show up late for Ghost, or I mean, show up late to see Ghost, or who leave after Amani Marth. I guarantee. Well, but that's that's I, that's a tour well done. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I or well, I, I mean, you know, there's a, uh, there's it's it's a smart tour, is what I mean. There's going to be the death metal guys who are like, Ghost isn't metal; they suck. They're terrible. But I want to see Amani Marth. They're going to come see Amani Marth. And then there's going to be a bunch of people who are like, I love ghosts, but I don't like death metal. Like, I, I'm not going to listen to some guy go. And Amani Marth is the only band that would that will win some of them over. Right. They're the only death metal band that can win that crowd over. Dude, Amani Marth could win the ghost crowd over. If the ghost crowd does not, if there's people that are there to see ghosts and don't know Amani Marth, Amani Marth will win them over. If they don't necessarily run out and buy albums, they'll at least say it was a good show. Oh, they'll, they'll, it'll, it'll win them over for sure. Um, and then there will people, there will be people that will go because of Amon and Marth that might not go to see Ghost, and that's and, and honestly, there's a good, there's a good, I, stylistically they're very different, but I think that's a really good lineup. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think, and again, they're both really trendy. I mean, they're both bands you would see sold at Hot Topic. And and again, I don't mean that in a way of insulting anyone. I've been an Imani Marth fan forever. They're the they're the biggest band with death metal vocals that they're that you'll find. I mean, they're they're 
they're not mainstream, but dude, they're basically an A-listed metal band at this point. They're a tier one metal. They're they're legitimately a tier one metal band. Look, you can't count Metallica. You can't. You know what I mean. You can't count the major legacy Metallica bands. Is the exception, not the rule. <clears throat> right. Again, you can't count the major legacy bands. You really probably can't count Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. You know, whatever. That's not what I mean. But in the last, you know, thirty years or whatever, dude, Amani Martha is a tier one band. They're huge. They're huge. And they're globally huge. And they're and they're super trendy. And and again, and like I said, don't take that word in a negative way. I mean they're just straight up popular. There's nothing wrong with that. And dude, you and I saw them in front of like eight people. <laughs> no, we, we hung did. out with them after the show because they literally walked off stage and went straight to the bar because not enough people were there to even dude, bother them. The sad part was, dude. Cataclysm Cataclysm was on that show too. And Cataclysm is awesome. And Amani Marth and Cataclysm and um, It was supposed to have been Marduk. Marduk was supposed to headline, right. And there was a there was a band from Cleveland called Somnus who are actually I remember them. They're a pretty I have their record still. They're a pretty awesome black metal band from Cleveland. They were really good. Um but dude, what it was a great show. And no one knew who they were. And and that's, you know, I, if it wasn't for our old radio show, I wouldn't have known who they were either. I just, I've told the story before, man. I I, I heard um, uh, uh, I heard Victorious March from One Son from the Golden Hall. Heard it was like, oh my God, what, what the hell is this? And got really into it. And so as their records came out, we kept playing them. Fine, cool. That doesn't make me cool. That means I just had access to some stuff. Found and played them and thought they were awesome. But yeah, they were not big and now they're huge. And that that's that's awesome. But I think it's a, I think it's a smart, I think it's a smart lineup. Um, but dude, I mean, look at all those tours that Cannibal Corpse would do with like straight up hardcore bands. I saw the one like Summer Slaughter tour they did a few years ago. It was Cannibal Corpse, Nile, Suffocation, and every other band was hardcore. Well, Corpse Grinder likes that stuff. I think. Well, so. I know, but I'm saying like. 90% of the crowd was picking up change. They were straight up hardcore, like, picking up change. It was terrible. <laughs> you know, the, the nice thing was, like, two-thirds of the... All those kids left by the time Corpse went on. So I, I had, like, a little private Cannibal Corpse concert. It was great. It's it's really funny you mentioned that, though, because that still goes... That change? debate and that, that, like, kind of, you know, making fun back and forth still goes on. I just I just recently up change, man. That's, that's what I, I, I just saw recently on Instagram as I'm scrolling through our feed, our, our show feed. There's a guy and it's like mosh pit training and he he has two dumbbells and then he bends over and does picking up change with the dumbbells. And then he, he does like some other stuff. And of course, in the comments, the first thing is that's not moshing. That's that's stupid hardcore dancing. And then the hardcore kids come in. You metalheads couldn't handle a hardcore pit and blah blah and you know, but I I was like, really? This is this is still a discussion. <laughs> like I, I didn't just know make fun it, of I picking up change because it looks stupid. Well, I think I think all the dancing stuff looks look 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 put this way. Look. Well, I mean, and I, trust me, I know the roundhouse kicks and all that other stuff. Like, trust me, I know that they would just make fun of metal guys for ping pong moshing, but dude, 
I'll be fair, dude. I was never really into moshing. I, I'd be down in the pit because I liked being up front, but I was never a mosher. I, whatever it was, I was just like, dude, I would punch somebody in the nuts if they kicked me in the head. <laughs> they crowd the surf and you'd, Hadouken! I would straight up, dude, I would cripple their grandkids. But on the other hand, like, dude, I was never, <laughs> but I'm, I'm also not like, I'm not a big guy, nor am I like really all that strong. I mean, I'm a hard ass, but I'm a hard <laughs> ass from the perspective of like, dude, don't kick, don't do not kick me in the head. I'll punch you in the nuts. But I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not you a go big, Johnny Cage guy. on him. <laughs> So I don't, I never really, I'm, dude, I've been in mosh pits, but I'm saying the actual moshing part of it, dude, I was more like, you guys go ahead and mosh. I'll just be up front, man. I'll be, I'll lean against the railing and be in the front row and that's cool. But that's just me. I um, liked moshing until I got old. Um, but, but picking up change is stupid. No, I mean, yourself look, in the I, chest is stupid. That, that swing your arm all around and like hit yourself in the chest is dumb. Look, I, I think moshing generally should be, you know, fun. Or the when thing where you it, grab your foot, like you grab your one foot. I don't. You know. grab your one foot and twist it. Like, look, I. You look, do the hokey I, I mean, look, I, I'll go on record. I will go on record as saying this. Look, I. I don't care how people or how scenes choose to do their thing. It's not my place to tell hardcore kids how to do their thing. But I think if you go into a mosh pit and you're like doing legit roundhouse kicks, and like I was like, I'm like, dude, that's just kind of like stupid. Well, let um, me also say this. It would be, it's different when it's, it's different when it's, you know, a local band and there's 50 people in the room than when you're trying to do it in a packed venue where you're going to legitimately hurt somebody. Well, and the, the other thing I was going to say is, look, and at you, the end if, of the if day. I'm making sense is what I mean. And at the end of the day, well, that's what I was going to say, though, was, and at the end of the day, look, I don't care. You know, if you go into a mosh pit, you're, you're. You've you've kind of decided that you're open to anything that happens. The thing that I hate, and I can't believe I actually see people defending this. The thing that I hate is crowd killing. And and I, I I'm sorry. Like if you end up at the edge of a pit, and some guy's like, oh that guy's at the edge of the pit, and literally walks up and roundhouses him in the face or her in the face. I hate that crap. Like that well, dude, stuff I can't stand. I don't like if you're yeah. at the, if you're at the edge of the pit. Like, sure, you're going to get slammed into. Sure, you're, there's a chance you're going to get hurt or injured. But people who literally purposefully, like, attack people because they're on the edge of the pit. Like, if you're on the edge, you've, you've quite obviously said, I'm not going in there. Like, I'm, I, you know, one reason or another. My knees, my hips, my shoulder, well, all screwed up from hockey. They, I don't know, man. I, I I'd, think I'd, 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 I'd die in a mosh pit at this point. My knee would give out, and I'd be on the floor. And Tom Maria would have to stop the show and say, "Hey, if you see somebody go down, help them up. That's well, what we're here to do. Well, help you know each what? other out." I will, I will be the jackass that disagrees from this perspective. I think going in a mosh pit and pushing each other around and doing all that stuff is one thing. But I don't, I don't know, man. I think trying to hurt, I think purposely trying to hurt someone is just. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I I think punching people and all that. I think it's just. I don't know, man. I I, I don't like it at all. Well, I don't like a it lot at of times, a lot of times, your energy it's, out it, and running around and whatever, dude. That's cool, man. But the thing is, a lot of the like times, straight it, up swinging punches and I don't know, man. I I I, I, I think you're a complete dick, and I hope so. I, I swear to God, like I'm the like like. like I hope somebody sorts you out. I, I I I seriously no, I do. I I. 
I have a major problem with that. Like, you know, I the thing is, too, I will walk the guys, up and kick you in the nuts as hard as I can. If you the do. guys who go in and are swinging their arms around and punching people and and roundhouse and kicking people and stuff, they're also the first ones to whine when they get it done to them. Like, you know, the, like it's just it's ridiculous. Like that, that's the other thing too. Like somebody was like in those threads, like, oh, you know, you metalheads couldn't handle a, a you know, and the the metal dudes are like, dude. Walk on home, boy. <laughs> you know, that's like the funniest thing, the the retort. But I just hate that attitude like, oh, you couldn't stand a hardcore mosh pit because you'd get roundhouse. Well, what happens when, you know, you miss me with your roundhouse and I punch you in the, in, in the, in the junk? Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I couldn't it's like, handle a hardcore mosh pit because I'd get roundhouse. It's like, I don't want to get roundhouse. Why do you want to get roundhouse? Like, it's stupid. Like mosh, I don't get it. Historically, was never about hurting the other people around you. It was, and that's the thing. Like the one thing I respect about metalhead mosh pits, and I, I don't know how it is at other you know genres or whatever. But the one thing I always respect about metalhead mosh pits: somebody falls, somebody trips, slips, whatever. Because I've been in mosh pits before, and the, the floor is soaked, especially if people are drinking beer and stuff. Stuff gets spilled. I've wiped out before, not necessarily because I've like. It's just, you know, you step on well, a cup or something that somebody threw down and you, your feet go out from under you. Dude, I've never had it where people didn't pick me up. Well, like they stop, we, they pick we, you up, they help you up, say you're all right, <laughs> and then you keep going. Can we make one clarification, though? Think of the metal concerts that you and I have gone to throughout our lifetime. The average age of the crowd was not 16. Uh, what I mean by that is, dude, for the va the majority of the concerts you and I have seen, the crowd skewed a little bit older. Eh, maybe I I think I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I'm saying it wasn't skewing 16, 17 year old kid. Not to say that that's all hardcore. I, I'm going to disagree with that because Ozfest certainly did. It was stuff still, like Ozfest outdoors. It's a little different. Stuff like Ozfest, like, and, and some of that stuff you even and I were going to see headliner, at sixteen. The headliners like, were like, were 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 bands. Even in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, the headliners <laughs> were all banned from the eighties. And plus, all the cool sixteen year olds were passing out from wearing their Slipknot. I mean, well, I'm saying though, those, those, the, the, the sixteen year olds were. I don't know. I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think Ozfest half the time skewed sixteen because. They were so many of those bands were older. Yeah, it but was, a lot of it was them outdoor weren't. concerts where people were drinking beer. All I mean is like, dude, when I was a teenager, I was seeing bands that were from the eighties more than my own age. I guess I was never, not never, but see Pantera, like all that stuff. We no nah, Pantera, we were, nope. That, that's a, that, that, that's an exception. They were definitely they were definitely current. Slip. Um, I saw Slipknot, Pantera, like maybe Slayer certainly was attracting younger, like. I, I just mean in general, like the the crowds. I mean, the, cra made the crowds know. were more beer drinkers than they were sixteen year olds. But but also you you, you know I mean. you have to remember though, like when you're going to see bands like Iron Maiden, you're going to see bands like Dio, you're going to see bands like That's Poison and Rat. Those aren't moshing bands. Like those aren't moshing. But like Anthrax, Testament, those are moshing bands. Right. Cannibal Corpse saying, like, certainly. Like dude, like, dude Corpse, the worst though, mosh pit I was ever in was The Haunted. Oh yeah, and, and oh, I don't mean worst in terms of like it was a bad pit. I mean like the most like I the most the, I I almost got my nose broken in that pit. I don't know if the guy did it on purpose just, or what, but I just mean more like like people that are doing the roundhouse kicking and the picking up change are more likely to be eighteen than they are twenty eight. 
and yeah, you'd be surprised. Well, maybe. I, I I guess I hope people grow up, but um, I make fun of picking up change because I think it looks stupid. Well, it does look stupid. But but you know what? Actually, I want your opinion on something because I'll tell you something that I actually as. Dude, you can call me an old man. <laughs> 50 minutes into the episode and we haven't done one album. <laughs> yeah, who gives a damn? No one's listening anyway. Here, here's something I got. I, I, I actually I have a question for you about a mosh pit thing because I want your opinion of it and I will tell you mine. But someone that I work with said to me recently, because I told him I was going to Vok and, and he was like, dude... He was like, dude, I, I, he's like, I don't, I, the, the guy now has like kids and stuff. He's like, I don't, he doesn't listen to it much anymore, but he's like, dude, he's like, I was a huge heavy metal guy for most of my life. It's like, I still like it. I just don't listen to it all the time. <coughs> I was like, that's awesome. He's like, well, dude, send me a picture of the wall of death. Now, I don't know if they do a wall of death at Vodka and I've never seen it if they do. Um, I think I, they do because usually those big outdoor festivals they do. No, no, no. I know they do a big outdoor festivals. I don't remember seeing it. At well, Vakken, but I'm not but saying that, it doesn't exist. I was going to say the thing, the thing. The thing is, there's how many stages, and it, just there's because you haven't seen it at one no, no, of no, the no. stages doesn't I, mean I, it never. Occurs. I'm hardly saying it doesn't happen. I don't remember seeing it there, but I know it's a big festival thing. Yeah. I'm curious your opinion of the Wall of Death. I, I look. I don't have an opinion on it. I mean, honestly, God, honestly, like I. I'm not going to go into a wall of death, dude. I, no, I'm certainly me, not. Me and my buddy, me and a couple, like, so in I my have, town. I of 20 years ago. So, well, I, 20 years ago, I certainly would have. I would have been right there in the front. I certainly would But, have. you know, the thing is, I'll say this. Like, um, interestingly enough, um, I was just talking about this. So here in my town, I live in a little suburban New Jersey town. It is literally what you think of when you think of a little suburban Jersey town. Everybody's got their little houses and their manicured lawn, except for mine, their which polo has, shirts and their New Balance. Series. Yeah, they've got their they've got their Hagar slacks and their stylish, stylish little pony nubs. Uh, no, but I mean, really and truthfully, I I stand out. I stick out like a sore thumb here. Like I I you I I get the side eye sometimes. You know, like when I'm. When I when I'm going into like the local store, I get the like, what's that person doing here? But anyways, um, anyways, so, um, um, but so, you know, the reason I brought this up was because on one of my town pages, it so somebody posted like, um, hey, does anybody? Does any, you know, I, I've, I'm kind of bored this summer. I've, I've got some free time. Does anybody, you know, play guitar or bass? Uh, just FYI, I mostly play metal. So, of course, I replied. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, I, I, I you know, I'm a guitar player, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I like it. And, and, I like it. and you know, they, suddenly now, like, a whole bunch of other people jumped on, and we they formed this, like, you know, my local town formed this, like, metalheads group. So we we're actually all asking one another, like, about being in pits and like you know we're you know just kind of getting to know one another and stuff and it was kind of funny because everybody had come to the consensus of like yeah i'm totally fine sitting in the back now with a beer my mosh pit days have come and gone and that's how i kind of feel like when you asked me about the wall of death 20 years ago i would have done the wall of death 20 years ago i was moshing 20 years ago i was you know, I was I was in pits for I was in pits for Slayer. I was in pits for Cannibal Corpse, The Haunted. You know, uh, Pantera. I I was all over it. But you know, the thing is that now 
I mean, like I said, I've got bad knees from hockey. I've got, you know, I, I, I just, I keep, you know, the other thing too, and this is funny, this is something that crosses over with into hockey is people all, you know, one time one of, one of the guys asked me and he's like, Hey, will I look, will I look like uh like a wimp if I wear a cage instead of a half shield? And I was like, well, let me ask you a question. Do you care more about looking like a wimp on the ice or like an idiot when you walk into your next meeting than when you walk into your meeting the next morning missing six teeth? You know, and, and that's how Dude, I feel I, about I played, like Mosh. When I did the hockey program that I did, it was no contact and we were barely even shooting all that much and I wore a cage. Well, but my my point my point I had no is though to wear a cage and I wore a cage. My point is though, like when I'm twenty years old, I get a black eye or a broken nose or whatever, oh who cares? Like I go into like my at my wage my like part time job and whatever who cares nobody you know i can't necessarily do that so you know in my current job i have like an actual like career job where i have to look presentable and and go into meetings with people and and you know i don't want to answer the question oh what happened to your face <laughs> I, mean, I answer like, that question normally but you know well, that's not because i was injured I, yeah no, I, I i aside from the normal like you know my normal ghastly appearance but wipe, wipe that face off your head bitch you know, wipe that face off your head bitch uh but my I point is this movie. like look and, and bottom line is this at my age like i tried to go into a pit maybe four or five years ago i lasted a few minutes and i'm just like i can't keep up anymore and, you know, the funny thing is, it's not that I'm fat. I, I mean, I am kind of chubby and out of shape. But, I mean, I, I play ice hockey like three, four times. You're chubby, you know. but you're not exactly out of shape. Well, I, I play ice hockey two, three times a week. So it's not that I'm like, you know, like running. It's not that I need to sit down and take a break when I go from the living room to my kitchen to get something out of the refrigerator. Um, you, you know, but at the same time, like I was just like, it's just not something I was having fun with anymore. I was like, at this point in my life, I'm actually happier being towards the back, not all the way in the back. I'm not saying like, you know, where I need to set up binoculars to see the stage, but I'm happier being like, you know, middle of the crowd. If you're on a floor seats or whatever, I'm happier being like behind the mosh pit and just enjoying watching the band with a beer. Like that's <laughs> see, just what I get enjoyment out of now. You know what I mean? I tend to be, I tend to be that guy that's in the first two rows and the pits behind me because the pits usually like four or five rows back. And that's where it all is. I tend to just be in front of it. Um, but then, but then about, I've been, I don't know, about a third of the way through the concert, I tend to go to the back just cause dude, you all know if you're in the front row at a show, you can't hear it. Like you actually got to go in the back to be able to hear it. Um, that, that's, well, typ that's typically something. I and do. it well, depends. It depends on the band for me too, because like Crypta and Revocation, I was in the first either. two rows because I wanted to watch. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to, but I wanted to watch Dave Davidson play guitar. I wanted to watch Crypta like perform. Well, because um, female bass players, you know, let's just yeah. <laughs> um, and I wanted to watch, you know, them perform. Like I wanted to, you know, as a musician, I, I enjoy watching the band play. Me too. Me too. Like yeah, I enjoy absolutely. like watching the guitar players play guitar, not just hearing them play guitar. But I like to be close so I can say, "Oh, that's how they play that." Oh wow! Like I always wondered what that what that part was. You know, I actually do do that. Um, but you know, on the other hand, I also you know enjoy a live show if it's a band that I've seen a few times. You know, maybe I'm just say you know like Cannibal. Last time I saw Cannibal Corpse. I stuck towards, you know, it was a small venue, but I stuck towards the back. I was just chilling, watching, and enjoying the show. Like, I didn't feel the need to go in and, and bust heads. I, I you know, I, I have other means of getting that stuff out, like hockey where, 
where you know but and again i'm not saying that i you just can't. whack it you know look I mean? you That's can yeah, well that too but you can call me i mean you can call me whatever you want a wimp or whatever a pose or whatever but you know i think when you get a certain age you're just kind of like you know i i've done my time i've put in my time in the pit now it's time for me to be an elder and sit back with a beer and enjoy the show rather than being one of the guys up there you know starting well, the circle you know what, what what's interesting to me though you know what we talked about, and what we'll get to our we'll get to our our mid year review thing shortly. What's interesting to me was you were talking earlier about like hardcore moshing and metal. It's funny to me that the wall of death has been adopted by metal because it it was sick of it all is who started that. Like it was not a metal band that did that. It was sick of it all. I remember. When I saw a concert a few years ago, um, I'm pretty sure it was the, pretty sure it was when Napalm Death was headlining, and Sick of It All was playing, and Municipal Waste was playing, and the crowd, someone was yelling for for Municipal Waste to do a Wall of Death, and I remember their vocalist going, "Dude, we are not gonna do a Wall of Death when Sick of It All is on the bill." Like, that's their thing. We're not going to do that. That's just not cool. You know? Um, sick of it all, by the way, they're incredible. I, I, I've i always said, dude, and you know me. You know I don't love punk. But, dude, they're, they're whatever. They called themselves hardcore punk. They're crossover. I don't care whatever the hell you want to call them. They were great live, man. I mean, a good band's a good band. And I'll say that about any genre. Like, I might not like a band, but if they're good live, they're good live. Sick of it all is incredible live. Um, the vocalist and guitar player are brothers, and they're they're really good at it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so okay, so let let let's uh, enough of my whacking off. Why don't we why don't we talk about some records? Uh, we did talk about Ghost. Um, no, we didn't. I didn't get a chance. Oh, sorry. To. That's well. It, you know what though? At least our tangent was based off a record that came out. At least so, it wasn't just you know random. But let's so, talk about the record this time. So Phantomime is a collection of covers. Um, they cover Genesis. They cover Tina Turner. They cover Iron Maiden, Television. Um, the, the the first single off it was Jesus He Knows Me, which is a Genesis song. And I liked it. I really liked it. They released the Phantom of the Opera cover um, right before the album hit. You know, again, somebody I know made a good point. They were like, the pr the only problem I have with the Phantom of the Opera cover is I need to hear Paul Deano. Every time I hear the song, I want to hear Paul Deano singing it. And it's true. Even when Bruce does it, I think I kind of want to hear Paul Deano singing it. So while Ghost did a good job of covering Phantom of the Opera, and, and of course there are some people who are going to say, no matter what kind of job they did, it's not Iron Maiden, therefore well, it sucks. Iron Maiden is not a... There are bands that are hard to cover, and Iron Maiden is hard to cover because there are aspects of their sound that are just iconic. Steve's bass playing and the vocals, if it's not Steve's bass playing and Bruce, or, and if the vocals aren't right and the bass playing doesn't sound like Steve, it just doesn't work. There are bands that you can make your own. They, that whole record are are albums and songs you can make your own. You can't really make Iron Maiden your own because they're song. The problem with Iron Maiden songs, the songs by themselves are good, but Iron the power of Iron Maiden is in 
the bass tone, the vocals, the guitar harmony, like the things that make Iron Maiden sound like Iron Maiden are actually what make the songs good too. I know that's a weird thing to say, but Iron Maiden are not great songwriters outside of Iron Maiden. Meaning they're great songwriters in the context of Iron Maiden. There are bands that other people can cover that work. I don't think Iron I don't think Iron Maiden is a I mean I don't think Iron Maiden is a band you can exactly cover and make it work. The band plays it flawlessly, but of course they do. They're hired guns, but I'm like, of course they play it well. I give I give I give Tobias credit for doing the vocals the way he does. I hate them, but I don't like his vocals. Like, so what? But it's not gonna work. It's not on him. It's not gonna work. Anybody else singing Iron Maiden is not going to work. You want proof? With very few exceptions, Bruce doesn't do Paul Diano's songs as well as Paul, with a few exceptions. Bruce doesn't do Blaze songs as well as Blaze, with the exception of one, with one major exception. Um, with, with the exception of the Klansman. Dude, Bruce is 10,000 times better singer than Blaze, and let's be fair... The sign of the cross is better when Blaze sings it. It is. So it, it has nothing to do with 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 anything against Tobias. It's it's just it's not gonna. And Iron Maiden cover is just rough to do. It just is. It it, it, it they're they're one of those bands. And I know. Look, I mean, I know they they opened for Maiden. They they Tobias is probably a huge Maiden fan. But it's a rough band to try to cover. It just is. Slayer, that's eh, a little bit different. You know, Tom's vocals are not anything that make the song so much better, you know. You yeah, could, no, and, and someone else could do Tom's vocals. It might not sound like Slayer, but it's still gonna be an awesome song. I think either way, Ghost did a good job covering this song. Hey, so No, I, I give him total um, credit for doing it. I'm not saying they didn't do a good job. They did do a good job. Iron Maiden's just a rough band to pick to do a cover of. Well, either way, I think they did a decent job. And one thing, uh, the the Tina Turner cover is interesting because they literally released this cover, and I think it was within a day or two Tina Turner died. Um, well, like I said, I would too. Um, but you know, it's I said that last week. Their you just their, their television, you know, cover and stuff is cool. I think overall, yeah, you know, I, I think I've I've gone on record before as saying their last couple of albums um, were not they weren't my favorites, like. Prequel was it was okay. I mean, you know, there there are a few awesome songs on it, um, but really and truthfully, you know, I, 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 Impera was again okay, and I know this like song people like the song. I, the song you detest is actually one of their bigger songs, to the point of where, which where the the lead singer of of Def Leppard actually covered it with ghost and released it not even just like did it like live but released a cover of it what song is um that? spillways and oh yeah that's the one i really hate i know you i've know. actually though i've never heard it i've only heard some guy do a terrible version of it and i puked in my mouth so you know i don't know like it's and i in didn't fairness, you know, I've never actually heard ghost I, do it 
again, you know, like they I'm not saying they were bad albums, just they weren't. But this album I really, really, really enjoyed. It was the first Ghost album where I listened to it and I was like front to back. I was like, that was a really cool, like fun listen. The the most recent albums I'm always kind of like, they, it brings me in and out a little bit. Like when they bring me in, they take me out and bring me out. And I don't know, it just might be just. I'll let me put it this way: if Prequel and Impera were were to have been the very first things I heard from Ghost. I would probably view them as yeah they're they're a band with a couple good songs versus you know I actually want to go see them live you know what I mean so you know that's kind of where we are right now but I'm really hoping that they play a couple of these cover songs when I go see them on the 25th um, so I, I'm really excited so uh, either way you know Phantom Mind was a decent cover album I think it's a good filler in between their their actual main albums they actually released another single t- the today. I think it was today, within the last couple days as well, um, from from a movie. Uh, I can't remember the movie. It was with with uh, with uh, I almost said I think it was I almost said Thomas Wilson, but I think that's Biff Tannen. Um, uh, with it was one of the, it's in one of those like Conjuring type movie universes, but um, uh, I haven't listened to it yet. But I'm curious to see what it sounds like. Um, but either way. Phantom I Am is a decent album. It, that's definitely on my pick for for so far this year that I that I enjoyed listening to. Why don't you go ahead so, and pick something? Yeah, so I want to talk about one really briefly, but then I have one I have a I want to ask you about. So I'm I'm gonna kind of do two in a row because one I don't think we're gonna talk about that much. Um, I, I really like the new obituary, and we talked about it when we originally you know uh, recorded this episode last week, and I don't think either one of us had a lot to say about it other than. I think our review was it's obituary. Well, I, when when I when I talked about it again the first time we recorded this, I really that was my review. Like it's a new obituary album, great. I wanted to give it a little more time, and I got to tell you, my opinion of this record went up a lot. The third track on it is called "Without Your a Opinion Conscience, of What," the new obituary album. But wait, what? Oh, the new obituary record. There you go. <laughs> there is a there is a track on the record. It's a third song. It's called Without a Conscience. Dude, it is awesome. It's one of the best obituary songs in a large number of records. A, a large number of their albums. Without a conscience. Without fear. Like it's awesome. It's legitimately an incredible song. Like, barely alive. Barely alive. Awesome, right? And I'm listening to the record, and I love it. And then, seriously, the third third track, so without a conscience. I liked Weaponize the Hate. Also a good song. Um, uh, War is a cool song. I'll give you war. It's cool. But without a conscience, in my opinion, best track on the record. So my opinion of the new obituary went way up by giving it another, like, really thorough listen. So I do. I love the new obituary. That would be my vote for the... It's comforting. (laughs) I know it's weird to say obituary is comforting, but it is. It's comforting. You know, it's not not just because of the fact that they didn't change much. It's because, you know what? They know what it is we want, and they gave it to me. But on that note, unless you have anything else you really want to talk about the new obituary. No. On that note, I have a question for you. And if you don't have much of an opinion of it because you haven't spent a lot of time with it, that's okay. Then I'll give mine. 
do you have much of an opinion on the new Overkill record? Because if you do, I'm curious. No, it's a good album. Um, because there's a lot of this record that is different for them. Yeah, I mean it, it's different, but it's not. I mean, like I, I, you I mean, told it's me that overkill before, but it's 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 not a repeat of their last ten records. Well, but I. before you, before I, you, before I even listened to it, because I, I was waiting for it to get mine in the in the mail on vinyl. Um, you know, before, you had mentioned to me like, oh, you're curious what my take on it would be because of it's different. And truthfully and honestly, like it was different, but not. It's not like they didn't sound like Overkill. Like, it was different from the standpoint of, you're right, it wasn't like a cookie-cutter, you know, let's try and make an album sound like the last one. It still sounded like Overkill. It just seemed to have a little bit more layers, like, if that makes sense. Like, it seems I, like I just, they... They did stuff on it they don't normally... Look, yeah, that's what I mean. You're, like, you're, they, when, they added when, layers. When, Didi, when Didi's on it, when Didi's playing bass, he has a very, very distinct bass sound. And, you know, Blitz has a very unique vocal sound. It's gonna sound like obituary, or obituary. It's gonna sound like overkill. <laughs> but there's a lot on that record that I went, oh, oh, well, that's different. Now maybe, maybe if you don't listen, maybe it's not that noticeable to everybody else. It was noticeable to me because Overkill is a band who they're very Motorhead. They don't change all that often. I thought it was interesting. The one song straight up sounded like Holy Diver. Um, this is the first Overkill record in a long time that really excited me. Not because I think it's a better record. I'm not saying that Scorched is a better record than the ones before it. I'm saying I found it the exact polar opposite of Overkill. Or of, 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 of Obituary. Obituary gave me more of the same, and it was just awesome. Overkill, like, their last few records were really good. I thought this record was kind of refreshing, that they did some things they don't normally do on it. But subtle. I don't mean they threw it out the window and changed. I don't think it was a change. As much as they, I don't know, they tried some things on it, and I, I, I think it's cool. But that's me. That's just totally me. If there's anything else you want to say about the new Overkill, go for it. If not, grab anything on your list you want to talk about. No, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, I listened to it front to back a couple times, and it was a really good listen. I mean, think about Overkill is, I don't dwell on them much, uh, meaning... They are what they are. Yeah, uh, they are what they are. It, you know, they regardless of what little tweaks they do, they are still... A band where if you buy an Overkill album, you know you're getting an Overkill album. They're never going to hit you with a side. Uh, they're never going to blindside you, um, at least not so far. So that's really all I have. To, that's all I got to say about that. Um, let's see what else is on my list here. So I'll pick one that that I know is more one of my picks here. Um, I was going to say. There was an album by a band called Defy the Curse and the album's called Horrors of Human Sacrifice. This was actually a really weird purchase for me because you know how when you buy a record, you you sometimes get those little inserts, and you know, like that says, also buy this label or whatever, you know? 
So I bought an album, and I think it was Nails. I bought an album by Nails, and you know they're like a crust punk death metal like type of thing, and an awesome wrestler. Yeah, not really. Big Boss Man's like arch, a arch very nemesis. not awesome wrestler, but Big Boss Man's arch nemesis Nails. No, but I bought, but I bought an album by Nails, and there was this insert, and it was Defy the Curse, and it was like four fans of, and I wanted, I can't remember, it was like four fans of like discharge and and then it named a couple others and i was like oh i gotta check this out so i listened to it on i think it apple music or whatever and i, I bought it immediately because it was that cool so it's kind of got that swedish death metal kind of chainsaw sound but the songs are really short they're really brutal they're really quick so it does have that kind of crust punk feel to it so you know I, i'm not gonna tell you flat out it's crust punk but it definitely does have that feel to it and i really enjoyed it so if you're, if you're familiar with Nails, if you're not familiar with Nails, check them out. Literally, their first album is like 15 minutes long. And it's just nonstop, like, it's just not, if you like really fast, brutal, like, death metal style stuff, or crust punk, check it out. Um, but check out Defy the Curse, too, because it's right in that same vein. Uh, I, I enjoyed the album, and it was like one of those pleasant surprises where normally I ignore those flyers. Normally I'm like, ah, like, I don't want to be... You know, I, I'm like, if I want an album, I'll find it. But that just, I just happened to catch my eye, like, four fans of, and I think it was, like, maybe Entombed. I, I'm making up bands here, but it was, like, for fans of Entombed and Nails and Discharge. And I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm, I'm going to check this out. Um, so for once, that those insert marketings, that, that worked. So for once, it worked. So there you go. Defy the <clears throat> Curse, Horrors of Human Sacrifice is another one I wanted to highlight this year. Um. So... My, there are a couple of records that came out this year that I absolutely love. One of them is a studio album and one of them's a live record. Why don't I start with the studio album? Look, I don't know what my number one album of the year is going to be. It's too early to tell, right? Sometimes at this point of the year, I'm like, dude, this, like last year, I was like, dude, Evergrey and Amorphous are just not going to get touched. It happens. I don't know what my top records of this year are going to be. I know what my favorite two releases this year are, one of which is a studio album and one of which is live. The My favorite studio album of the year so far, and again, maybe this is giving away what my list is going to be later. Not that anyone cares if there's a, you know, no one cares. But hands down, the record that I can't stop playing this year is the new Power Wolf. It's called Interludium. Sainted by the Storm is the, the second track. The song No Prayer at Midnight, Wolves of War. The, th this record, I hate saying it's Power Wolf, but what I mean by that is I don't mean it's more of the same. I mean because Power Wolf is just that good. I don't know how this band is as good as they are. I don't. They're uh, kind of sort of power metal, I guess. I I don't. I guess that's what you'd call them. But they're vo they don't have high pitched vocals. Um. Vocally, they're more like they're more like Sabaton in where it's kind of a mid-range vocals, not a lot of notes, not exactly a lot of like 
crazy vocal stuff. It's just kind of right. It's right in the pocket vocals. But Power Wolf is just incredible, and they are. They've been good for a long time, but man, they're a band that, to me, is just. They're just damn unstoppable right now. I mean, their last few records, like, dude, Call of the Wild was so good in, in 2021. Like, the song Faster Than the Flame from that album is just stupid good. Uh, but I, I think Power I think Power Wolf, um, I mean, they've been around for a while. Let me back up. Yeah, their first record, I think, was 05, unless they had something before that. Um, but that being said, they're very much a modern band. I mean, they, they haven't been around all that long and I will go on record at saying of bands that have come out in the last 15 years or so, Power Wolf is among the best of them. And I don't think I'm alone at saying that. I mean, they're very, very popular. They're huge at festivals, not to mention Rex, we always say this. There's one kind of band who writes riffs better than everybody else, and those are bands from Germany. Power Wolf is German. Uh, they're just great, I, and I really do mean that. They're a band I, I can't, I can't speak more highly of. And despite how many good records they keep putting out, I am. It's weird. Do you ever have it happen where like a new record comes out and you're surprised at how good it is, but on the other hand, you're like, why am I surprised? Because this band is so good that it shouldn't be surprising that this record is that good, but it's surprising because it's that good. Yep. And it's, it's weird, but Power Wolf is that band. I know you're not really into Power Wolf, but they're just one of those. They're like Sabaton in that way. I mean, musically, that's man, maybe the closest comparison, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, dude, the, the record is that good. Seriously, the song uh, Sainted, by the, uh, Sainted by the Storm or No Prayer at Midnight or Wolves of War, like, really, the first three tracks on the record are all singles, and they're all incredible. And it, it, it it's one of those albums where, yes, I guess they're power metal, but they're right in the pocket. They're, they're, you know, they're some of those ba- – well, again, Sabaton's kind of like that, right? They're kind of right in that middle where they're energetic. They're kind of power metal, but they're not. They're heavy, but they're not too heavy. You know what I mean? They're right kind of in that middle ground of awesome, and I, that's kind of how I feel about Power Wolf. And I, so, dude, Interludium, Power Wolf, so far by a long shot, my favorite record of the year. Like – there's a few records I like. None of them can shake a stick at this one. I, in, in any way. I've not heard anything this year that's remotely as good as, as the new Power Wolf. I, I cannot speak high, I cannot speak more highly of it. I cannot say better things about it. Of, of every record that came out this year, like, dude, I love the new Overkill. I love the new Obituary, right? Are they going to be top 10 records this year? Probably. Would they have been a would would the new would the new obituary be a guaranteed top ten every year? No, it might be, 
But I don't know if it would have been top 10 last year or the year before. Power Wolf would have been top five every year for the last few years. Like, I'm thinking of my, my top list of the past few years. This record is good enough to have been on all of them. I don't know if it would have been number one. I don't. I, I, I can't think that closely about it. But it's incredible. Yeah, hands down, record of the year. Thus far. It might not be. Hey, there might be so much good stuff coming out that this ends up being number seven. I don't know. But right now, best record of the year is Power Wolf. And I think anybody who's even remotely interested in Power Wolf, if you listen to this record, I think you'll realize I'm not wrong. So anyway, that's my big studio record. Next I'll talk about, after you do one, I'll talk about my big uh, album that isn't a studio album. So go ahead, hit me up. What you got? Uh, let's see here. Ah, I like it. I like it. Um, I guess the other big one for me this year was Hell Ripper, uh, Warlock's oh, I know you really and like Withered it. Hags. I've, I'm, you know, one of our listeners actually turned me on to Hell Ripper, and you know, the, I really like this band. And there, this album though, I will say, is a bit of a departure. Um, <sighs> they they were kind of like this like black and roll i guess it's called where take a it was like motorhead meets black metal this album he went a little bit more you know this album they uh it's a little bit more on the traditional side of black metal i will say so it's less like midnight and more like a traditional black metal there's still elements of that kind of by the way midnight is awesome because not only is our music awesome but that band loves the boobies oh yeah that band loves the tit more than well, not more than me, and not and not more than Cradle of Filth, but they love the tit more than a lot of bands. Just saying. So you know, Hell Ripper, this they went more like a traditional or closer to traditional black metal. There's like I said, there's still elements of their old sound, but they definitely and a lot of the reviews I read because I I looked at reviews because I was thinking to myself, you know, you asked me, do you ever listen to an album and think? You know, I I hear this. Am I nuts? Am I the only one? So you like kind of look up what other people are saying about the album after you listen to it, and then you know it seems to line up, and you're like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like they're hearing it too. Oh yeah, no, I do that all the time. Yeah, so like you know, because you, you you kind of think to yourself like, is it just me? Like, am I not making this connection? But that said, that does not make it. That's not. I'm not saying it's a bad album. It is a very good album. It's very awesome. And I recommend it. So, you know, even if you're a, a not a fan of Hell Ripper, or if you are a fan of Hell Ripper, definitely make sure you check it out and listen to it. So, uh, Warlock's Grim and Withered Hags, it's a good album. Check it out. So, uh, I just mentioned them, but the album that I will admittedly say is the other one that I've really loved this year is Trouble and Their Double Lives by Cradle of Filth. Dude, this record is awesome it is a live record with a couple of exceptions meaning it's an amazing live album i mean it really is it's a really amazing live record um i'm trying to look like it's got uh oh dude it's got an amphetamine fix on it which i don't know if you know rex i don't even know if you know this but you know how there's always, it's a big thing on YouTube, the vocal coach reactions or the classical music guy reactions or whatever. There's all those videos. Nymphetamine Fix by Cradle of Filth is the Cradle of Filth song that everyone does. B, 
because it is, dare I say, the best song they ever wrote. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying it's my favorite. I'm saying objectively speaking, it's what across the board would be the, if you're going to show anyone how great of a band Cradle of Filth is, that's the song you show. Because there's so many layers to it and just so much great stuff in it. That, that I mean, dude, they play Saffron's Curse on it. They played Gilded, you know, Can't Understand Normal Thinking. They, they you know, they, they play Born in a Burial Gown. They play, you know, uh, they, they play stuff like that. But uh, Nymphetamine Fix is, is, is a brilliant song. However, think about this record. There are also a couple of studio tracks on it that I don't know if they were left over from existence as feudal. Like, I don't know if they're left over from Cradle's last, last record. I don't know. I don't know if they were recorded now or they were recorded there but just didn't make the album. I don't know. But She Is Fire and The Death of Love and Demon Prince Regent. I guess there's three. Um, I'm trying to think what The Death of Love sounds like. I, I, I know She Is Fire or She Is a Fire and Demon Prince Regent are, are amazing songs. The Death of Love probably is too. I just don't remember it. Um, but yeah, so this is a live record and it's a great one. Again, live version of Nymphetamine Fix is worth it. But She Is a Fire and Demon Prince Regent are studio tracks on this album that sounds very much like Existence is Futile and it's also up to that level, right? Like, I think of that record, I think of, like, Existential Terror, Necromantic Fantasies, Crawling King Chaos. Like, dude, I could listen to those, those songs all day. These songs are up to that level. They're that good. So I would highly, highly recommend Trouble and Their Double Lives by Cradle of Filth. I'd highly recommend it. Rex, actually, I would 1,000% recommend you pick this up. I, mean, I don't know if it's expensive. I, I pre-ordered it because it's Cradle. I'm going to get every Cradle release. Um I would hands down recommend you get this. And the reason I said it is it's a great live album, and it's also got some really good studio tracks on it. I, I, I do. I mean, I know you're you like Cradle of Filth. You're you're we've talked about the, the way we use these words, but you're a casual Cradle of Filth fan. You like them. You really like um you like Median. I mean I I know you like Cradle of Filth. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Uh but I would say a casual, if you are someone who likes Cradle of Filth, like you don't have to be a huge fan. You like him at all. I'd 1,000% I'd recommend this. I think it's worth your time. So, so yeah, uh, easily. Cradle of Filth, man. If Power Wolf's my favorite studio album, Cradle of Filth's Trouble in Their Double Live is my favorite release of the year. It, it really is. It's, 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 it's freaking really good. So that's what I got. Okay. Uh, I don't even know where we're at for time. I, I don't know if we're we're running long or running short. Uh, actually, we don't seem to be running all that long, but um, there are a few that I that I still there's a few left that I want to I want to chat about. Uh, not too many, but there, there's a couple. So one I know that you and I both can say a lot about because we were just talking about it earlier was Steel Panthers on the Prowl. Yeah. Um, this album is hilarious. 
it's a fun album. There are a few bands, in my opinion, now that can capture fun as well as Steel Panther. Yep. Like they okay. are just front to back a complete fun band. Like you can't. It's I, I unless you seriously have a stick up your butt, I can't imagine how you can't laugh at Steel you Panther know, and have a good time listening to it. You know, you, I just want to tie this back to one more thing, and then I'll then I'll I'll let you talk. Is I just talked about this, I think last episode or the episode before, where you know. Fun music, I think, is, is kind of it's rare. You know, back in the eighties, the glam metal and stuff, that was the fun music. Like it's the it was the let's go out and party, let's go out and have a good time. I feel like, you know, even in pop, there's not a whole heck of a lot of that. And and even when it is, it's very you know, it's manufactured. It's it's not so much of that raw party energy or that raw and when I say party, I don't literally mean party, but like the feel good, like have some beers with your buddies kind of energy or, you know, ha- sit out, you know, ha- sit outside, have a barbecue and, and shoot the, you know, shoot the crap or whatever. That's what I mean by like party energy. Like it's just positive, have fun music. And I feel like, you know, at least in rock there, there isn't a lot of that anymore. So Steel Panther is really a welcome, like sort of, of band to, to be around right now. You know, so you said about having a stick up your butt. Here's what I find interesting, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the story the best way I can, um, meaning in the most respectful way possible. So I have, a, and I think I mentioned kind of that sort of thing, but um, I have a couple of friends of mine that messaged me, and um, because I don't even, I, dude, I don't know what happened. I haven't followed this. I thought it was interesting at the time, but I know Steel Panther was on. Maybe still are. Don't know. Don't care. On America's Got Talent. And, you know, a friend of mine messaged me. And she asked, she was like, you know, hey, have you heard of this band Steel Panther? And I was like, hey, I'm a huge fan of Steel Panther. I was like, I got into them in 2011. That's, you know, just the truth. I, it was um, when, uh, uh, no, 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 I, I lied. It was when Death All But Metal came out in 2009. It was because of the video for the song Death to All But Metal because there was a joke about being butt metal. Um, so it's 2009 and then in 2011 when ball, or I'll put it this way. It was between 2009 and 2011 that I got into them because I, w- I liked them by the time balls out came out, but it doesn't matter. Like, why do I, I was into the band cause I like, I like hair metal. So it was the type of band that I was going to get into, but anyway, you know, and I told her, I was like, Oh my God, I've loved this band forever. I said, they're legitimately, they're legitimately an amazing band. They are, I don't think we can deny the fact that they're good. They've got an amazing vocalist, an amazing guitar player. I mean, all jokes aside, they're a great band. And they're funny and everything about them, they're, they're just great. And I told her, but I told her, I was like, hey, I'm like, I'll show you some of their music. But just so you know, it's offensive. But I explained to her, I said, you have to realize they are actually a hairband. They're celebrating being a hairband while also making fun of hairband stereotypes. 
I like so a lot of the stuff that you might think is offensive is them actually kind of making fun of the way those bands were. And now let me say this about this friend of mine. She is very she's a very socially conscious person, the kind of person who would not like when it, when someone is saying something that's you know sexist or wh- whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like someone who wouldn't like that. And I'm going to tell you, she responded back to me. She's like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. She's like, I find it so funny that they're a parody of what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're not a parody, but they're kind of making fun of it. And she, she thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm telling you, like, she's the kind of person that would not appreciate that kind of humor. But she appreciated – because she even told me, she's like, oh, my God. She's like, it's not even subtle, is it? I was like, no. And she got the fact that it was funny because it wasn't subtle. The fact that it's so in your face is the way to show you that it is a joke. Because if they were trying, they're not trying to hide it. And she, so honestly, like I loved the fact that this friend of mine, and look, I, I, she's a wonderful person and I, I'm so glad she's my friend. Um, but I know that this is the kind of thing that would probably offend her. And that's why I told her. I was like, hey, I'll show you the band, but just so you know, like, don't be surprised if you get offended. But she got the joke, and she thought it was great. And and I, I think that's a big testament to this band. And, and what I mean by that is I think they do it right. They do it right. Because it comes off as a – they're a celebration of what that music is while poking fun at it, while exaggerating it. I don't know. I think they're just they're, – they're everything cool. I think, Let me put it this way. They're, they're, they, they do it right. I, I think the best way I can describe it, they do it right. And I think this record's awesome. And 1987, dude, song of the decade. Well, I will go on record and say this. 1987 is my song of the year. No contest song of the year. While Power Wolf is my record of the year, nothing will beat 1987 as song of the year. Something might beat Power Wolf for record of the year. Nothing will beat 1987 as song of the year. I challenge every band out there to beat that song. You're not going to do it. Come on, dude. It's perfect. The song is perfect. The lyrics are perfect. Everything, it's, it's, it's right there, man. I love this record. Love it. It's. I mean, it's a fun record. It's. It it's is, a fun uh, record, and it's, it's right. It's right there where it needs to be. And it's hilarious. You're right, and it it is over the top, and that's part of what makes it funny. Is I think if it was subtle humor, like if I think they were just doing glam metal, it wouldn't be as funny. I, I mean, the fact that it is so ridiculously over the top and so blatant and so filthy is what you know makes what, it funny. You know what I love about it though? It's over the top and filthy. But if you look at what they're making fun of, it's actually not. Like, it's over the top until you look at what Motley Crue was like and you go, oh, my God, they were actually that way. I mean, they weren't singing about it, though. No, no, but their singing, their lyrics are about how those bands acted. Mm-hmm. The, the Steel Panther is a parody of what Motley Crue was Motley Crue just wrote songs that they could get played on the radio. 
In other words, it's funny how it's a parody and yet it's so believable. Well, I mean, it's... I mean, it's perfect. I mean, like it's right on. It's right there, man. They're taking a lot of different stereotypes and just melding it into like a perfect, uh, a perfect stew. And you know, it's, and even uh, 1987, the way the song is written is a total stereotype, but it's also good. Mm -hmm. It's also a good song, and it's true. It is like, dude, everybody wanted to do the chicks and poison, and that's. I mean, dude, the lyrics to 1987, they're perfect. Um, and I got to look them up because I don't remember them all off the top of my head. But Appetite but, for destruction, blowing us all away. Uh, poison <laughs> looking so damn good. <laughs> Wondering if I was gay. You know what the best song of the uh, the best lyric is? Um, I got to find it. It's uh, I, I, I know where it is. The Dawkins and Lynch were young and hot. Those warriors were in a dream. I couldn't understand the loudness, dude. But man, that guy, guy could, scream. could scream. I remember it's I got just so awesome. I got I mean, his. I got his first. I got his first album, and I I, I messaged you. And I'm like, hey, dude, check this out. The guy from Loudness is in, is in this band, and you're like, I hear that guy can scream. <laughs> like I, something like that it was funny. Um, but like, I always liked. Uh, 1987 you're always going to be the best like fresh Colombian cocaine off a 19 year old breast <laughs> but see <laughs> what's, what's funny is that's where like the rest of it was how we all thought that's the line that how like Motley Crue acted mm -hmm. but oh, then you have then you have something and the kids these days will never understand what it's like to play an instrument and be a band that's actually like right on point too it's interesting, like, they did this right. Growing out our hair, getting high with girls. Cranking scorpions and priests, everyone in leather. There was never a doubt in any of her minds that pretty soon, Dave and Eddie were getting back together. Like, dude, that's awesome. I love the 1987, where did we go astray? Back then, the friends we had were real. And we saw them every day. we saw day. them every day, and no one got canceled for the things they say. Like, it's... It's dude. It's it. I I don't know about you, man. I know that song's a joke, but it's kind of it's kind of an emotional song for me in a lot of ways too. I know it sounds dumb, but it's also one of those like the world was cool once, and I was too young for it to be in 1987. I know that, you know, I was five, but. It's also a lot of the ways, I mean, I was I was in 1987 in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, it's very much also, though, like a, um, how cool were things when you were younger? You know, it's, uh, it's, um, it's wasted years. It's, it's, you know. I mean, I always said the, the 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 best example of our generation was American Pie. Like the movie American Pie was. I mean, it came out in like '99. I mean, I was we were going into our senior year of high school. I remember seeing it in theaters, going into our senior year of high school, and there that movie came out, and I went, "Yep, that pretty much describes our generation perfectly." Uh, and by the way, there's that new commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the pie commercial. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. Uh, I sent it to you. I know, no, no. You've seen it. If our listeners haven't seen it, they should totally look it up. It's awesome. That um, it's it's great. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think that 
again, it's one of those songs where like you have the the funny line about the the nineteen year old girl's breasts. You have the joke about poison making you think you're gay. But then on the other hand, you have Coverdale the- was banging Tony Quintain, and the world all felt just right. <laughs> like. 1987, I Never Want to Leave You. When you told me I was in my prime, why didn't I believe you? And the music scene will never be the same. I didn't realize things could get this lame. Like, two, I mean, again, it's it's really, it really is. It's right where it should be, man. You know? It's in the pocket. It, 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 it really is. It's absolutely right in the pocket. And, you know, like, dude. The the you had um just I mean, you got to figure like dude 1987 that's when Nightmare on Elm Street three came out so you have you know I, I love well dude you know come on I it's my it, Nightmare on Elm Street three is my favorite horror movie pretty much always has been Dawkins is one of my favorite bands Lynch is one of my favorite guitar players. Like so, that one alone, that that reference alone is cool for me, um, dude. I wonder, I wonder if Sonia Anubis, I wonder if this is her like favorite album ever, if this is her favorite song ever. <laughs> because, dude, we talk about this all the time. Like, I sound creepy, and I don't mean it to come across that way. Not really, I mean, dude, she's in her twenties. It's not like she's like fifteen. No, <laughs> you don't no, really no. sound I mean, creepy. Like, like Sonia. What's crazy to me is like Sonia is like the female me 20 years ago and so many well not even still now but um we're like dude the 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 cover of the new cobra spell record is totally like straight out of uh well dude you know she's a big fan of um uh of the, the the you know the famous white snake album with the with the naked girl painting love hunter yeah right i mean it's a love hunter it, it straight up looks like it's a cross between like Love Hunter and um, uh, Invasion of Privacy by Rat, which are two of my favorite album covers. Um, and she's awesome. I, she's got to love this song, dude. If she doesn't love this song, I'd be I'd be shocked. Um, but anyway, no, dude, I I I love this record. I'm I'm glad you brought it up because it's 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 um it's it's just amazing. Um. So, all right, let me throw out a couple. Uh, oh, you know what? Speaking of Sonia, dude, have you listened to the new Burning Witches record? She's not in the band anymore. No, I she not. was at one point in time. All right, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out for you, dude. Check it out. It's really good. It's really really good. Um, like it's uh um. Dude, it's another it's another in the pocket record, man. It, it's good. It's really, really good. There's ah, uh, I gotta look this up. Hold on, let me see what track it was. I don't remember the song names off the top of my head. I was listening to it in my car. Um, the songs like "Unleash the Beast," "Renegade," "Evil Witch," like they're just they're straight like. They're the they're the kind of guitar riffs you want on a record like this. Yeah, dude, it's a good record. You'd probably like it. I mean, it, you're gonna say it's more my thing than yours, but it's it's awesome. You know, come on. I mean, it. They sound like Warlock, and they're they're supposed to. But 
Yeah, dude. Burning Witches is great. Um, one of my favorite records of the year, easily. And I'll throw this one out, too, because I know it's not one you've, you you would have listened to. Um, I would say if Power Wolf is my number one album of the year, Burning Witches is my number th- three or four, with Obituary being tied in there somewhere. My number two record of the year is Redemption, I Am the Storm. But it's no surprise that I would pick that. If you know me, you know I'm a big fan of the band Redemption. Um, I got into Redemption on their record Snowfall and Judgment Day when Ray Alder from uh, Fate's Warning used to sing for him. It's no longer him. The last two records, it is um, uh, 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 Tom England from uh, Evergrey is their vocalist now. He, he did their last record, too. It's just good. Um, Redemption is Prague, for sure. And they're just awesome. And I, I really do. So I really, really like that record. I really like the new Burning Witches. And one more I'll throw out that I really, really like is I like the new Glory Hammer. But Glory Hammer is over-the-top power metal that's meant to be kind of fun. So I like it. Um, out of the three, Rex, I would say check out the new Burning Witches. I mean, I, I, yeah, it, it won't be your album of the year, but I, I would legitimately say the new Burning Witches might go on your I like it. Of of your records that come out this year that you like, might not make your top ten. You'd probably dig it. Um, Redemption, again, you'd go cool, but it's way too prog. Burning Witches, though, I think you'd like. It's, just, it's a good record. It's legitimately a good record. Where I would tell you to straight up just buy the new Cradle of Filth, I would say check out the new Burning Witches. I don't know why I didn't buy it. I I need to. I don't know if it's out on vinyl. It probably is, but I need to buy it. Anyway. What you got? Uh, Let's see here. So I'm going to throw a couple out. And really and truthfully, this is going to be coming up towards the end of my list here. Um, There's a few smaller releases that came out. Probably the biggest out of them would be Enforcer's new album, Nostalgia. Um, Enforcer was a a band. band. I threw them to you during the one of our heavy metal hangover challenges. Yeah, they're um, awesome. I like this yeah. band a lot. It's a really cool, like, kind of throwback type band. They're from yeah, I think they're they're, they're like um, they're, they're the band that's very much like um Satan and um uh what did I say Satan and uh, uh um I'm blanking. It's um damn it. Why am I blanking on the band? It's um. Come on, uh, brain, work, work, work. Um, yeah, I'll think of it in a second. It'll come back to me. Deal with it. So, uh, yeah, Enforcer, that album is is out. It's definitely pretty good. I think it was my pick of the week. Um, another couple albums I'm going to go over. These are smaller releases. Uh, a band from way back in the day that, that we play used to play on our old metal show, Vomitory, released a new album, Heads Are Gonna yeah, Roll. Yeah, I don't... I don't remember the last... I'm trying to think, like... Um, I'm trying to think when the last time I heard that band was. Um, And it's not Enforcer that I was thinking of. Enforcer's not the band I was thinking of that sounded like Satan. Um, that was Night Demon. Night Demon. Sounded like Satan. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, but Vomitory, death metal band, uh, 
I I I don't I don't want to call them meat and potatoes, but they're definitely not. They're not like a brutal oh, death or and, anything like that. They're just a straightforward death metal band. And by the way, when I said Night Demon sounded like Satan, it was Sirith Ungol was the other band whose name I was blanking on. Continue. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there because I was blanking and feeling stupid. But uh, Vomitory, so Vomitory, um, this is their first album, I think, in 11 years or something. So I need to look um, this up because I don't know if I heard this. So I, I really enjoyed it. We used to play the uh, the song Chaos Fury. Um, I can see it. It's a green and red cover. I'm trying. I'm having a brain fart as to exactly the name of the album. Um, another couple albums I wanted I'm to mention were to Terrifier. Terrifier is definitely old school thrash. They just released a new album uh, a couple. I think maybe a couple weeks ago. Trample the Weak, Devour the Dead. Um, this is totally straight out of the '80s old school thrash. Their last album, which I believe was called Weapons of Thrash Destruction, um, was awesome. I loved it. It was definitely a cool like little uh, '80s like throwback thrash. This one's a little bit, I think, more... I, I don't want to call it more mature, uh, the album's meaning... Called, by the way, I looked it up. The album's called Blood Rapture, and I do remember Blood Rapture. That. Yeah. I remember playing that for sure. The Vomitor, yeah. So, so Terrifier, you know, they their last album was really cool. Um, like I said, that old-school thrash sound to it. I, need to I, I don't want to say that this album is more mature, because I don't want to make it sound like their other album was, was juvenile, but this album definitely, I think, uh, they've taken that next step as a band and really grown and and I think it's a really great album Terrifier. The last one I want to mention this is actually will finish out my list here. Oh, and I lied to you. I did listen. I I I did listen to this record. I forgot to put it in my 2023 albums list. That's why I forgot about it. Anyway, so the next uh the next album the last one on my list actually is an a band called Body Farm. Um Body Farm's Ultimate Abomination. I was a big fan of this band from uh, their last album, and I, you know, I picked up their new album, and it did not disappoint. Again, it's 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 one of those bands where I'm not going to sit here and convince you, oh, well, the, you know, now you listen to this album, it's going to completely change your mind, um, you know, whatever. But I, I, you know, I listened to Dreadlord. That was one of my picks of the week. Maybe, wow, three years ago or something like that. Four years ago, maybe even. And, you know, Ultimate Abominations, their new album. It's a really cool album. Again, straightforward death metal. It is a lot of fun to listen to. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so, it, there, there's not much more to say. You know, I, in terms of my list, and I know you've got a few on here that you probably want to talk about. Yeah, briefly. In terms of my list, like those, those are the albums that really stood out to me this year. And you know, I'm gonna have to go through and really kind of take a look at what's come out this year that maybe I may have overlooked or missed. Um, you know, again, I've I've been having more fun. Uh, you, you know, because it goes in waves. Sometimes you're in the mood to listen to nothing but new stuff, and then other times you kind of want to go backwards. So, I've literally been listening to mostly stuff from the uh, '70s, eight and '80s in terms of hardcore punk. Uh, thrash metal bands that I kind of wanted to get to know either a little better or get to know for the first time. And that's kind of been my journey this year. Um, I've been paying attention to some of the newer metal coming out, but you know, and, and there has been some great stuff that we met that I mentioned today, at least on my list, as far as my list goes. Um, but I've been really kind of enjoying my trip back to kind of get caught up on some of this music that I maybe didn't catch the first time around. So you know, all the, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that at least as far as I can tell, it's been a little bit of a slower year because I'm I'm more in a position now to listen to more of that that older stuff that I I'm I'm really enjoying and having fun with. And at the end of the day, 
we always said if this show turns into a job more so than it turns into a a fun like little hobby we're not interested anymore and i never want this show to be something where i'm like oh i have to listen to this album oh i've got to listen to these five new releases that came out today oh i've got that's just not how i want to listen to music like when this show interferes with my enjoyment of music to the point of where i feel like i have to listen to stuff um i i'm just not going to do it anymore and that doesn't mean like you know listener requests hey check this out you know or or you know you know things that you know duff and i do together in terms of like you know hey check this album out or you know review this album but um you know the thing about it is um you know i i just kind of wanted to uh you know i want to enjoy music how i want to enjoy it and i'm sure duff's the same way and sometimes we're going to listen to every new album that comes out sometimes i'm going to listen to a handful and you know i i don't know it, maybe maybe y'all can tell me did we miss uh, you know and, and duff's still going to go over a little bit of his list but as far as my list goes did i miss anything like is there some you know pocket of releases well, that i may have just overlooked but uh you know i don't know there, there there's one there's one and I mean the new cattle decapitation record neither one of us got into I mean but, part of the reason I didn't get into it was because they wanted $40 for the vinyl well, I also I also want to clarify neither one of us were fans of cattle decapitation then death atlas came out we're like oh my god this is awesome the new album reminds me a lot more of Cattle Decapitation and a lot less of Death Atlas. That's probably why. Meaning, I was never into Cattle Decapitation, but Death Atlas was a great record. This does not. This reminds me more of the rest of their stuff than it does Death Atlas. So maybe it's just less for me. I wouldn't say it's a disappointing record. I just didn't get into it. Um, I like the new Enslaved. The new Camelot is good but man did i just lose interest in that band after con left i i and i hate being that guy because tommy is such a good singer but the the record does not do much for me the band pyramids is one of my favorites um the problem with their new record is that that singer that band had two amazing singers their first three albums had amazing singers. Lance King was on the first two. Their first record's their best one, hands down. But Lance King was on their first two records. Um, and then Matt Barlow did their third record. It's amazing. The problem with Pyramids, they need that caliber of vocalist on their records. It's not because Lance or Matt aren't in the band anymore, but the band, their music is so dependent on having a vocalist that is of that caliber. Lance King is as good as Barlow, hands down. I'm not saying you won't like Barlow more. They're different kinds of singers. But Lance King is, uh, is amazing. Urban Breed, who's another guy who I love his vocals, he was in um, uh, a Tad Moreau's, who I love. He was in that band. But he was in Pyramids, but then he left, and they never put a record out. Like, if Urban Breed was in the band, th this record might be great. It's just unfortunately kind of disappointing because the band is very dependent on a vocalist. 
So, Pyramids it disappointed me. The new Camelot didn't disappoint me. I just didn't get excited about it. The new Cattle Decapitation, again, probably a good record. I would love to hear... I would actually love to hear what Cattle Decapitation fans think. Um, I don't count myself as one of their fans. I count myself as someone who really liked their last record. Uh, Death, La Death, Death Atlas. So, I don't know. I don't love this album. Um, the new Alcatraz is... Uh, it's another one where, like, I... It's a good album. The problem is Graham Bonnet doesn't do vocals on it, and that kills me. It just kills me. Like, their vocalist is really good, but, dude, it's Graham Bonnet to me. Like, the fact that Yngwie is not in the band anymore, like, Joe Stump is the biggest Yngwie clone you could ever find. So you don't even notice Yngwie's not on there, because if Joe Stump is playing, you just assume it's Yngwie anyway. But the fact that Graham Bonnet's not on there really kills me. And I will point this out. That is a band I probably wouldn't have cared about, but their album in 2020 called Born Innocent is amazing. Like, it is amazing. So if you've never heard... Alcatraz's record uh, from 2020 called Born Innocent, it's it's amazing. It's so good. And, and, and V was good, too. But Take No Prisoners, it's not that it's a bad record, but it's like, dude, in 2020 for Born Innocent, we had Joe Stump, who's great, and Graham Bonnet. And then this one, it's like, eh, it's okay. It's okay. So I, I, I don't want to call it a... a disappointing record the only other record that i'll mention that i actually really liked but it's because i think this band has been good for a few years now uh the new tiger is a pantang it's called bloodlines is really good again you know they were a new wobbum band late 70s early 80s they did their thing they kind of have put out a few records over the last few years that dude i don't even know how many original members are in the band it's probably like one guy I know it's not the same vocalist, but it's probably like one guy. But so maybe it's only Tigers of Pantang on paper, but it's a good record nonetheless. Um, so again, what I would say are my records of the year. I mean, Power Wolf might be record of the year. Um, uh, the Cradle of Filth, Trouble in Their Double Lives, live record is probably my other favorite release. Um, the new Overkill, the new Obituary, I, I really love. Uh, the new Burning Witches is one of the best records of the year. I, 1987 is my song of the year. Glory Hammer is fun. Um, the new Tigers of Pantang is worth listening to. The new Overkill is definitely worth listening to. The new Camelot, it's their best record in a while, but I just can't get excited about it because without Khan, it, some, some singers are irreplaceable. And they could hire, and Tommy is probably, in all sense of the word, a more a, a better singer. He's a great, great singer. He's got a huge range. So good at what he does. But Khan was special, so that's just kind of it for me. And the new Enslaved is good, too. But there's only a couple of these that would, that are really impressing me. Four or five of these, I think, are really, really good. The other ones are just like, they're cool.
I don't know. That's what I got. Do you got anything else before we get ready to? I don't. Like and and I think this is a shorter episode, but hey, we did our so far so good. So what? We fulfilled our obligations. And uh, next week we'll come back bigger and better than ever. Well, and it's also one of those. We know that our podcast is not like your normal metal podcast. We do a lot more talking and a lot more joking around. Oftentimes it's it's about topics, but sometimes it's not even about certain specific things. But it is a metal podcast. So from time to time, it is good that we talk about very specific releases, meaning we tend to talk about music on more of a macro level. Like we talk about mosh pits or we talk about culture. Or we talk about lots of that sort of thing. From time to time, it's good that we have an, an episode that is – Hey, for an hour, let's just talk about releases that came out. Let's just talk about records that came out this year. So it's kind of important that we do that from time to time. Admittedly, it's a shorter episode, but I got a serious case of the munchies. And I'm not smoking the reefer. I'm just drinking. And I got to tell you, man, I got some, like, sour cream and onion potato chips upstairs. And I want to go eat some. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Like... I, I severely want to go eat some. Um, by the way, you know what? I remembered what the record on my turntable is. The last record I listened to on my turntable is Allied Forces by Triumph. And if you've never listened to that record, you are missing out. For the record, ha ha ha. Triumph at the U.S. Festival 1983 their performance there, watch the whole thing. Anybody listen to this show, it's, it's a 40-year-old anniversary. They're re-releasing it on DVD. Watch the, the U.S. Festival 1983 performance by Triumph. It's an hour long. And then try to find me a better, better live performance by damn near anybody. Go for it. They are a power trio firing on all cylinders. The vocals are amazing. The musicianship is amazing. Their drummer is on fire. Dude, it is... It, it's ridiculous. Like, Rick Emmett is such a good singer and such an awesome guitar player. that it, I mean, it, it's literally... It's it's like... It's it's Canadian power trio, and it's li it is a live concert like you are not used to seeing. And I, and I do, I really mean that. It's not just because I'm a fan of Triumph. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Triumph. But I've been in a Triumph mood lately because of the 40th anniversary of this festival. And I had watched this 100 times in the past. It's, it's just so good. Literally, if you don't believe me, go look up Triumph live at the U.S. Festival. It, they will stream the official DVD version. It's that flipping good. And uh, the first, I think the first song on it, their drummer sings because he sings a lot of their stuff. Um, and that's cool, but man, when Rick Emmett starts singing, it's like, holy crap, how are you this good? But they're Canadian, so they, it's not fair, because if you're Canadian and a power trio, you're awesome. So anyway, um, yeah, Allied Forces, that's the last one I was listening to. If I had a pick of the week, which I didn't, it would be Allied Forces by Triumph, because it's awesome. So anyway, um, I'm ready to get out of here. I want to drink a couple more beers, eat some potato chips, and, um... Catch some Z's, man. <laughs> Just try to catch <laughs> some Z's. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Sounds so good any- to me. Yeah, me too. So anyway, we want to thank you very much for listening. Uh, just a little reminder, we're not sponsored by anybody. We don't run any ads. So anything you heard tonight was just us. Nobody paid us to say it because, let's be fair, no one would. Also, hey, uh, hook us up um, with some ideas you have or recommendations or anything you want to talk about on Facebook or Instagram at the Heavy Metal Hangover. And we're on that new whatever. Thi- what was that? Do you want to mention that real quick? We're on that uh, you know, new- I don't even know what it is yet. It's So basically Facebook or you know Instagram, they're all owned by the same thing. But they started this thing called Threads. I have not. I've posted one thing to it. I'm not really quote unquote on it. Um, I just saw it was available, and it was literally one click to sign us up. So I signed us up. Uh, no idea anything about it or what we'll be doing or if we'll be doing anything on it. Probably no more, no less than we are doing on any of our other social media. So, which is I not really, a whole like hell of a lot, by the way. Yeah, I I can't promise we're going to do anything extra or or anything at all. We'll see what happens. Who knows? It may not take off. It may take off. We'll see. The only thing I care about taking off is her pants. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so hit us up. It'll be a good time. In the meantime, we want to thank you all very much for listening. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we'll see you again next week on another episode of The Heavy Metal Hangover. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover with your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Duff.